So just uh, maybe a recap or a summary. As I'm sure we do a lot of traveling in these days. And uh, it's good to pause and reassess. And so very simple uh, summary that I find useful. Is really, this means that any particular um, meditation practice that you're doing, standing, walk, whatever form you're using, standing, walking, sitting, reclining, breathing, loving kindness, whatever it is, you have to, first of all the, the establishment phase, establishment which is just paying attention or the requirement for uh, what's called uh, heedfulness or apamada, which means we are attentive, we are, we are we're alert, you know, you're paying attention. So it's not just sort of uh, sinking and looking for where, you know, so where's, is there a balance here? Do I have some ground here? Have I holding this, you know? And so for, um, you know, we have to establish a certain sense of centeredness. You, know, you might say, here it is. So then um, when you get more centered, a certain sense of steadiness or perspective, or you know, you've got your meditation theme is established, mm. then widening, which means we, uh, in the bodily sense, it means you, from a particular place, in your body or in your breathing, where where you've you've found that initial entry, whether it's just the pressure of sitting on the ground or the soles of your feet on the floor, or where you most comfortably feel your breathing, there then start to widen. So as if that quality of steadiness, attentiveness, in that initial contact can gradually include more widening your whole body. Or if you're developing something like metta, kindness, you have something that initially triggers that off for you, where you feel that does give rise to that quality of kindness. Now, can I widen the span of that to include other beings or myself or other aspects of myself? You know, so, it's, you know, so it's not just so specific, it becomes a wider thing. Then this is really important for, for um, you know, Spreading that quality, and the more the more you can spread it, whether it's kindness or calm or patience, whatever that quality of that that initial steadying is, you get a broader, even stronger, and more complete sense of uh, steadiness. And then the including it all, which is you might say the another third step, third stage. It's really like, is there anything I'm leaving out here? You know, could be parts of my body, places in myself I don't want to know, I don't want to know about, <laughs> places in my body I don't want to know about, uh, you know, attitudes, so you just include, including all of that. And whatever that means for you, whatever those, these are not exactly technical, they're more suggestive. Yeah, whatever that means, whatever that can mean, including more and more, including it all. So you really 
you know, come, so when you're doing mindfulness of breathing, first of all, you begin with a particular, you know, attention, paying attention, then maybe finding a place where you feel, you know, that's, that's, where, it, that's where I can feel it most clearly, comfortable, steady, and then feeling, letting the, your attention widen to include your whole body, so the energy of your breathing covers your whole body as much as you can. And then, is there any places where I'm defending that don't want, you know, sense, sensations that I don't want to include? I'm holding out against, trying to widen to include all that. Mm-hmm. As we come into the mind, you know, there's the place in it where our minds are steady, feeling comfortable, and then winding to include the whole range of the mind. Mm-hmm. Naturally, that's what tends to happen anyway. <laughs> it comes tumbling in. So, you know, we try to really, even, even this I can be aware of, you know, it also means uh, this sense of gatekeeping in perspective. So you don't want to just get locked into one particular aspect or phase of your mind. You know, so we try to include what's the mind like when I stand up or move around? What's it like when I'm eating? What's it like when uh, I come from my eyes closed and quiet and then opening the faculties Can I stay in that sense of stillness or steadiness or perspective here, in this particular thing? So you want to have that sense of thoroughness to to the practice. You want to first get up in the morning, I'm doing my chore. Still, those features, those aspects of Dhamma are still there for me. I'm still working with them, still there. So that's a way you can include, try to include your whole life in that. But you can only go as far as you can, so it's really, you know, you can't include it all yet. You can take a little bit more with that sense of, of what's, what am I willing, you know, what am I willing for? Right now I'm not willing for that, I just can't make that. But I'll strengthen in the area I can make, and then maybe in time one will be able to you know, take on or other aspects of one's karma, one's mental states, concerns, with the same spirit of watchfulness and clarity and so on. Mm. Very important that you we do you do get that first sense of establishing carefulness and heedfulness. So we're not just uh, you always get that groundedness, that sense of you know. So this isn't a philosophical ideal, it's a pragmatic instruction. What, where do I find myself being attentive? Where do I get reactive? Where do I just get you know, into, into ideological positions? Can I find the place where I'm actually that I do come together and feel steady? Then strengthen and enrich that. Yeah. Stay with that, strengthening and enriching that. And then you begin to sense, oh, I can, you know, yeah, a bit more, can make that. Uh, so if you just stay open all the, as, a, as an ideology, you know, I've got to be open to everything, our chances are you just get shredded. 
<laughs> we don't have, have the resources to be completely open to everything. <laughs> you know, it's just it's too overwhelming. But I can this much, and then as you build up strength in that, then you know, is able to grow. So it's uh, practical. In finding, um, again, in finding your, your, your place of establishment, you can you just, if you think, use your thinking, you're very much overwhelmed with thoughts, and just think clearly, slowly, steadily. So you can use the thought energy and use it more as a question than as a statement. So rather than, oh, get shut up, get back to the breath, which carries a kind of querulous and demanding energy, just, well, that's, you know, mind is babbling away. Oh, that's very interesting. (laughs) 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 Well, it's not very interesting. (laughs) It's like that. Uh, Where, where is, where is, am I breathing at all? Just check out, am I breathing? Well, I guess so. Now, how do you know you're breathing? How do you know you have a body? Is that you really, do you really get that? You know, so you just keep asking, thinking like that. Think yourself back. Use the thought energy, turn it. Get a hold of it, turn it towards you know, something that you can reach. Right? What about my left foot or my right foot? What's happening in my lower back? You know, so you deliberately take the thinking mind and turn it towards some place where it will has to pause and has to take in. This is the fundamental process called vitaka, pointing, directing the mind, and vichara, sampling, evaluating, giving it consideration, taking it in. And these two are the, the, the needle and thread that stitch the mind to its object. You know, if it's just needle, like, get there, get, 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 get. It doesn't stitch anything, it just keeps going through. If it's, you have the thread, which is vichara. What is this like? Tell me more about it. How does it feel? Which part of your back? The lower back? Really? So it's that sense of how is it, how is it, how is it? So you actually want the mind to to, well, you know, you are sort of, uh, um, um, well, is it hard or is it soft? Oh, it's sort of hard. Good, 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 you know. <laughs> so if it's not that clear, just something <laughs> that, you know, is it, is it a, it's not a walrus, it's not, it's not, not an icicle, it's, <laughs> it's not a fire. So it's somewhere in which the mind is being asked to, to give a brief, even poetic or imaginative report. Um, so this quality of vichara, or means con- cons- uh, considering or evaluating. Yeah. And this is a very helpful feature because it doesn't have to be, it just has to be how it is for you. Yeah. Just how it is for you. Is the breath feel like soft or is it fiery or is it sharp or is it narrow is it pressurized is it loose how is it 
because then it tells you in that it's telling you something about what's happening on an emotional psychological level you know, it's not just breath, 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 breath you know you've seen one you've seen them all really when it's just like that so there's, there's, there's no interest in it your mind gets bored that's a needle with no thread it doesn't stitch anything together but if it's saying well it feels kind of like uh, oh feels like a stream or like a, like a wind or like something that's slightly rough and, and uh, pulling through my body. Be imaginative. You know, let yourself feel imaginative. Then all that tremendous power the mind has of imagination, which is normally creating fantasies around or, you know, memories or pr- projects or wishes and so forth. You're channeling all that into, into, the, in, into a skillful way. Because yeah. the mind has this paint box. What would it be like if I had one of those? And suddenly all the colours and the excitement and happiness comes up. So then we use that faculty to attend to a meditation object. This is paying attention and, and putting more into it. Yeah. It's not more pressure. It's not putting more pressure into the into the into it, but putting more heart into it, putting you know, more receptivity, more imagination, more of, uh, more of that. I really feel it. What's it about? Deepening the quality of the experience. Hmm? Yeah. You know, what does goodwill feel like? It's interesting. We have this experience called goodwill. We throw the word, yeah, I feel goodwill or non-aversion or kindness. What is that? What does it feel like? What does it feel like in in your body? Does it feel like something in your a kind of a trembling or an opening or a vibration? Does it feel it in your face or your throat, your thumbs or your chest? So you just get interested. And how do you know the difference between goodwill and ill will? Apart from just the words. What does ill will feel like? Is it tight? Is it forceful? Is it dark? Is it clawing? Is it pushy? What does it feel like? And then what does good will feel like? How do you know the difference? Everybody knows the difference. <laughs> but you're not really just trying to label something, but deepen the quality of that experience. And the, so the mind is, is uh, really letting itself fully penetrate. And this is the, through this we really get to sense and know directly in ourselves the ephemeral, the changing nature of phenomena. Not just an idea, but you really sense how everything you touch and taste, see, remember, think. What's the stuff of it? What is the stuff of mind? It's shifting, it's hypnotic, it's mesmerizing, it's poignant. <laughs> and it's, it's just the stuff that dreams are made of, as they say. You know, it's, there it is. And yet there it is. You know? And we can 
you know, that we can use the energy of that. We have to, because if you don't, you know, apply yourself heedfully to it, not anything more than heedful, careful, balanced, attentive, you know, if you don't, it gets hold of you and throws you around. You know, there's no, re- there's no alternatives really. If it's the, like the elephant, don't train it and ride it, <laughs> it tramples you <laughs> and drags you around. <laughs> no, so this isn't really a matter just of blind force because the elephant's got plenty of force and pressure. It's a matter of careful, skillful, patient, gentle, but firm training. Come here, come here. What's that? Sit down, take this, what's that, what's that, what's that? And in the mind, this is for your welfare. Be there, rest there, you know, take it there. And then back again. This is the way you train. Train it. And make it something it can do. And then when you get some kind of result, like it's, it hasn't been crazy for an hour, or it hasn't done anything really violent, then, well, very good, wonderful, that's nice. So you, you give a little bit of, uh, uh, of praise, like giving your, your dog a cookie or whatever you do when it's done something good. And that's, that's good, that's, that's good, agreeable. Rest back a little bit. Feel the sense of appreciate, consider, take in the results. Deepen into that, widen into that. So this always means that your faith resources become greater and your uh, energy resources become greater and your, your uh, wisdom resources become greater because you're continually you know, feeding, practicing, energizing, and it's gladdening the mind. So one of the features of training, sometimes they say, the Buddha says, there's a time to check, restrain the mind, a time to apply, exert the mind, a time to gladden the mind. You know, well done, this is good, this feels good, tastes good, and a time to rest the mind. Just rest back, just witness, just watch. Rest, take it easy. Nothing you need to do now. And the heedfulness is just the sense of the the careful trainer who senses what's for the welfare at this particular time, what's appropriate at this time. Mind is getting really ragged and and let's just restrain it. Mind is getting sluggish. Let's see if we can just exert it a little. The mind is getting edgy and give it some gladness. The mind is getting tired or then just uh, taking on too much, just give it some rest. And this is the way you, you train. Train like this. So let's have a, have some time for practice this afternoon. <laughs>